0: back. We'll be right back. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to day 17 of the Black Music Month 30 series here on the Chris Pods and Things podcast. I am, of course, your host, Chris Stevens. If this is your first time joining us, June is Black Music Month. June is 30 days long. And I'm talking about 30 albums that helped shape my musical taste, that were critical to an artist's development key in their catalog and just underrated albums from underrated artists in general. Today we're going to get into some P-Funk with a little bit of a backstory on one of the albums that people might have missed when it first came out but now it's highly regarded as a classic. Of course we're talking about Funkadelic and we're talking about Cosmic Slop. To set the scene for Cosmic Slop it's important to note that Funkadelic was very much a band in flux when this album was recorded in 1972-1973. Booty, his brother Catfish, And Frankie Waddy had joined the band for America Eats It's Young, but they were not present for Cosmic Slop, either due to money differences or contractual obligations from previous labels. Not exactly sure what the story was. Eddie Hazel was in and out of the studio at this time. So George Clinton had to put together what he could for Cosmic Slop. And it's actually pretty good. It's actually the introduction of the late Gary Scheider, who was, of course, Starchild. And also it's important to note that Funkadelic was the sole entity under George Clinton's leadership at this time. There was no Parliament. Because Parliament had been locked up in a dispute over the name with another label. Funkadelic had been signed to Westbound. But the Parliament name was tied up with another record label. I think it was Revlon, if I'm not mistaken. So, Funkadelic was the band until 1974 when Casablanca Records was able to get them out of that situation. And then they started recording Up for the Downstroke. But this is Funkadelic. There are two different bands, mind you. Parliament Funkadelic. Parliament is the more r b jazzy, horn-laden stuff that George was doing. Funkadelic is straight rock. It's always been a disservice that this band has not been looked at as a black rock band until, what, 35, 40 years after they were at the peak of their powers? Whatever. Sometimes, you get it when you get it. And people finally understand that Funkadelic was indeed a rock band. Now, Cosmic Slop, released in May of 1973 on Westbound Records. Did not do very well. Did not even crack the 100 for pop. Did not crack the top 20 of R&B. That's because, well, they weren't defined as a rock band. That probably is what, you know, hamstrung the album. However, it is one of the darker albums in the P-Funk catalog. And it is also the one where you find a lot of the best musicianship. Like there's You Can't Miss What You Can't Measure. That is a rolling rock song. It's a song about breakups, but it's a breakup song that you can dance to. It was co-written by George Clinton and Sidney Barnes, who, of course, Worked with Minnie Riperton with the Rotary Connection. Very highly thought of, influential, black rock singer and songwriter. And there's Make It Last, which is Eddie Hazel's um, songwriting, but Gary Scheider is singing on it. So they worked together in the studio. It wasn't like, you know, there was a... I don't know if there was a lot of jealousy because everybody was trying to get hints at this point, so they were all working very well together. Song starts The album starts off with Nappy Dugout. Nappy Dugout has always been a slang term for... You know, a woman's vagina. So the invitation to play in a nappy dugout is how you start off an album. So you see where this is going here. The darker parts of the album are the ones that you can pick up very easily, like the title track, which starts off side two. And of course, that is Gary Scheider's coming out party. I'm one of five, born to my mother, two older sisters and three young brothers. We've seen it hard. We've seen it kind of rough. And this song is about a woman who is, you know, prostituting, selling her body to keep a roof over her kid's head. And I can hear my mother call, father, father, if it's for the kids. Please don't judge me for what I did. And the devil sang, would you like to dance with me? We're doing the cosmic slot. And yes, this is 1973. Once again, black folk have been struggling in this country forever. So it's not surprising that, you know, a woman with five kids to feed, apparently no father figure or no male provider has to be the one to provide. And what do you you do? You do what you know. You do what you know. And in this song, the woman is choosing to, you know, sell herself. It's no different than any other time in American history or world history because prostitution is called the world's oldest profession for a reason. People have been paying for sex forever. We'll continue to do so. So, yes, Cosmic Slop title track is actually fitting of the album because George threw who he could together, when he could, where they could. Either it was a United Sound in Detroit or at Banta Sound in Toronto. They were back and forth between that Windsor Tunnel, man. Making it work. Making it do what it do. And the song that is the most jarring on Cosmic Slop is March to the Witch's Castle. Six minutes long. It's this slow death march of an instrumental. And it's George in this very distorted, ghastly voice. Like it's a low bass. But it's very slow. It's very tortuous. It sums up the Vietnam War, which is what this song is about. Because in February of 1973, which is probably around the time this song was recorded, Richard Nixon had announced that the U.S. troops were starting to pull out of Vietnam. They wouldn't officially leave until May of 1975 in the fall of Saigon. I'll tell you how long the Vietnam War was. That being said, George goes into this warning, this this eulogy of the war, pretty much, that that the soldiers were over there fighting for things that they didn't know that they were fighting for. That's pretty much every war. We're sending young men and women to die for concepts that... Have no real meaning to us, but the United States has always, you know, preyed on its young with the allure of civil service and serving the country. So yeah, *March to the Witch's Castle* goes on to talk about the habit he can't break, which of course is heroin because opium was popping over there in the Philippines. Jack just asked Frank Lucas in that *Blue Magic*, and they brought that stuff back from overseas, and it was hard. And that junkie nod. You can ask anybody who knew a Vietnam vet or knew anybody around in the 70s about heroin and opium. It all started there, man. It all started there. And then, of course, there's the utter tragedy of coming back home and discovering that your wife has found someone else because the letters and stuff never got back to her. She thought you were dead and you weren't coming back. But you're back. You're back. But your wife is already taken up with somebody else. So, yes. March to the Witch's Castle is a very important song in the P-Funk catalog. If you can listen to it without scaring yourself stiff or giving yourself nightmares, it's a very good song. It took me years to not freak out when March to the Witch's Castle came on. I ain't going to lie to you. Because I started listening to P-Funk like from a research standpoint when I was like 23 or 24. So I found all the albums I could. And listening to March to the Witch's Castle when I was a young boy freaked me out. Like It's one of those songs that just grabs you. And pulls you. It's, it's sleep paralysis. It's a, it's a sleep paralysis type of song. Where it just holds on to you. And you're stuck with it. Until it decides it's done with you. Very important song in their catalog. March to the Witch's Castle. Alright. Rest of the album. Not as heavy. But still with some interesting stories in it. For example. No Compute. It is this short song. Where George is convincing. This person to leave the club with him, and she's like, well, I just met you, and I'm not trying to get pregnant, and George says, all looks are not alike, all holes are not a crack, when in doubt, vamp, or at least ad-lib, and of course, you know, spit don't make babies, yeah, so that was risky, so apparently, she fell for it, or they fell for it, because at the end, George says, with her wig off, snoring breath smell like a 1948 Buick I was sick with the guilties and she smiled in her sleep as if to say all looks are not alike all holes are not a crack now this could have a few different meanings for one it could mean that this woman that was very well dressed at the club was pulling the uh old I'm gonna get you sucker routine with the uh hair and the makeup and the Maybe the, you know, the prosthesis. Also, it could mean that George had surprisingly taken home a member of the trans community. And this is a equal opportunity podcast. This is an inclusive podcast. So no, this is not me being transphobic. I'm just saying that in those days, dudes could generally be shocked when you take home somebody and maybe it's not who you think they are. But yes, no compute could have a few different meanings. It depends on, you know, what your mindset is like I said, it's only three minutes long. It's really just, you know, the club is closing. I'm horny. Let's do this. It is post-nut clarity. And it is a funny instance of post-nut clarity now, more so back then. But, but again, it depends on how you view it. Really depends on how you view it. Either one of the two. That being said, rest it out. This broken heart is the end of a relationship pretty much. It's the one song that doesn't sound like a rock song. It's an old doo whopper type of jam. Like, are you mad at me darling are you sorry that we met like it literally is like an old doo-wop song. like you hear some dude singing on the corner in the 1950s with conks and varsity sweaters and that type of shit yeah it's both basically about a guy who's Dealing with his broken heart because his woman is leaving him. He says, I'm hip to all that Gemini material laying around. And I ain't no Gemini. It is what it is. Trash a Go Go. Another very short song. It's about a guy who is facing jail time for the very same crime that the woman in Cosmic Slop is facing. For prostituting his girlfriend. And the judge just has no sympathy for him. Throws the book at him. And it ends with Can't Stand the Strain. And that's a song that's similar to You Can't Miss what You Can't Measure. And it goes you know, don't do it, don't do it, don't take your love away. So that's more of an R&B song, but it still has rock sensibilities in it. Overall, Cosmic Slot, once again, is one of those albums that people forgot at the time, or didn't care for at the time, but then revisited later on down the line, like, yo, this was a little bit ahead of its time, man. The songwriting material, the musicianship, the bare bones aspect of it, like, there's literally not too much arrangement on it. Like, it's literally just Few dudes playing in the studio, like five or six guys, like it's the late Bernie Worrell on keyboards. He does strings on Broken Heart. Bernie Worrell, one of the unsung heroes of black music, period. Incredible keyboardist, musical genius, he's missed to this day. Boogie Mawson on bass. Eddie Hazel, Tyrone Lampkin, Gary Scheider, Ron Borkowski on guitars. The late Tiki Foolwood on drums. And, and Malia Franklin and Debbie Wright on, lead, on back vocals. And then George, of course. That's it. So it's not like the P-Funk ensemble, as we knew them later on in the 70s, was in play at this point. A lot of guys were off here and there, you know, doing this, doing that. So George said, we got to put an album out, man. We got to put some shit together. And that's what he was able to do. And once again, Cosmic Slap was one of those albums that people revisited over time and said, okay, they were serious about this. They were serious about being a black rock band. And... It is one of the better albums in their catalog, and it's absolutely one of my favorites f- to listen to when I just need to listen to something that is going to make me think and make me get serious and just be introspective and retrospective about things. So, yes, Cosmic Slop, very good album, highly recommended. And that'll do it for day 17 of the CPNT show Black Music Month 30 series. Once again, go to anchor.fm forward slash C H R I S P O D, the letter N T H A N G S. Subscribe to us on Spotify by searching for Chris Posit Things as a sentence. We will see you tomorrow for day 18 of the BMM 30 series.